Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Welcome to the following on podcast here at the Basin Reserve. As people are packing up and making their way home following another, well, the kind of day of test cricket where you've seen millions of times uh, before, but then you uh, see something that you very, 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 very rarely see. It just uh, turns the match on its head just when you're expecting one thing, the other happens. One of the reasons why we love this great sport. And uh, we're looking back at uh, a fluctuating day. We've had runs, we've had a collapse, we've had incidents, and we've had a wicket from Harry Brook turn the course of the day. This match seemingly going one way after days one and two, less so after day three. The fact that there is a day five is a surprise, but that's where we find ourselves. England will come back tomorrow needing 210 runs to win. They've got nine wickets in hand. Uh, all of this after New Zealand battled away and England did so too. Why is it always a, the uh, batting team that battles away? I don't know. Either way, um, New Zealand ended up scoring 483 in second innings after being asked to follow on. Nearly uh, in excess of double what they managed in first innings. In large part, that was thanks to a brilliant knock of 132 from Kane Williamson. We shrugged off doubts about his form and his, his elbow problems. Uh, alongside uh, Blundell, who was last man out for 90, and a runner ball 54 from Mitchell. It put New Zealand almost in a position where they surely could not lose this match, or certainly would uh, be in position to decide just how long England had to bat on day five. It wasn't to be, though. A little collapse towards the end. And a bit of luck as well along the way meant that instead of setting England a target of, say, I don't know, 320, uh, the target when it came was just at past at 250. And uh, England knocked off 48 runs of those, losing just the wicket of Zach Crawley, Duckett and Robinson, the uh, night hawk at the crease at Stumps. Plenty to look back on with myself, John Norman, and also Steve Harmison as we look out at the basin 
Sam Ellard waiting to talk to an unlucky England and New Zealand player, no doubt, in the next five minutes or so. But uh, Harmy, well, half an hour before tea, we were thinking uh, that this game could go all the way to stumps at the end of day five. Within half an hour of tea, we were wondering what on earth was going on out there. First things first, Harry Brook, no matter what he does with the bat in his long career that we have forecast, will always be able to say, my first test wicket was Kane Williamson. Crazy, isn't it? Absolute crazy. Anything he does, anything he touches seems to go to gold. He's, man has mentioned yesterday on commentary that Harry Brook in his first year at Yorkshire took a few wickets. Um, and I said to him this morning, we said, what Manners had said, and he, he said he, he did, he enjoyed bowling. And you know, lo and behold, Ben Stokes throwing him the ball and he gets the, the prize wicket of Kieran Williamson. But what day is cricket? You know, every, time, every time in this test match, you've thought this could happen because we've been watching it, playing it and being around it for so long and you're expecting something to happen. It's arguably done the complete opposite. I've made, I've made a joke. You know, I didn't think I'd be here on day four, day five. When you, when you remember both sides were 21 for three. And all of a sudden we're going into a last day of a test match. This afternoon, when England were toiling away and not looking as though... And I'm not saying this, I think England tried very, very hard and I don't think for one minute they were devoid of ideas. But Ben Stokes is looking around and thinking, where do I take this game or what can I do to change this game? And he ended up going with Harry Brook. You're sitting there thinking... Well, the lead's going to start with a three. It's got to. And we could be going into an absolute epic and end of day five. And then a complete not a brain fade. Probably cost New Zealand. Would they have cost New Zealand 50, 60 runs? And that total starting with a three. And end up being 258. So all in all, again, epic day. So pleased for Jack Leach, another five for. He's, um, he's bowled his heart out for, for Ben Stokes. And... I think now we're getting the rewards of the loyalty that Ben Stokes has showed Jack Leach. And I also think that Jack Leach is bowling the way he bowled for Somerset to get into the England team with the freedom and the, um, the loyalty that Ben has shown. So I think when you look at it, we're still in a, a all possibilities result because you don't know what happens here with the weather. Um, but at this minute in time, even though we know what history tells us in fourth innings, I still think I'd rather be in the England camp. Absolutely. Um, let's cross down to the field now because it looks like Sam Ellard is with the man who's just bowled 61.3 overs. I am indeed, Jack Leach. You tired? You feeling okay? Yeah, I'm shattered. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely knackered. But um, yeah, it was... Um, tough grind out there but um yeah we're um obviously set up a good day tomorrow and it's going to be very exciting um a hard battle out there today um long time in the field how do you assess the way yourself and the team bowled yeah i think we stuck at it well um you know that that wicket has got a lot flatter looking at um i think on the tv a wicket came up from the first innings first morning and it was very green then and <laughs> Um, I didn't know whether I was going to bowl a ball in the game and then I've ended up bowling a lot so um, yeah um, I think um, tough like grind but um, that's test cricket and um, yeah we've we've done well um, You mentioned there sort of the hard how hard it was out there in particular when, when Williamson and Blundell 
Um, they put on a, a, fa a fantastic partnership. You brought a lot of overs during that. What was the game plan for you and the rest of the bowlers to, to try and break that partnership? Um, I think always looking to take wickets. That's our, you know, our mantra and um, always trying to find ways to kind of make things difficult for them. And then, um, but yeah, I, I felt like they kind of, we always stayed in the game. Just the run rate was always in control, I'd say, um, which allowed us to kind of, um, yeah, I guess have a total that we feel that we can chase. So, um, yeah, it always felt like they were going to have to push the button at some point. Um, and when that happened, we, we capitalised, so that was good. And, of course, who else to break the partnership and get one of the best batsmen of all time out other than Harry Brook? Is there anything this kid can't do? We've already said that. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, he's he's said <laughs> that wicket's changed the game, which he's absolutely right, it has. Um, but, yeah... Um, it, folks he's I mean Stokes he's throwing and folks he's um, run out there as well really important so um, yeah a real team effort and I think that's what's required on, on these kind of days and um, yeah we stuck at it really well and that's why we love Test Cricket right they bat for 50 overs Williamson and Blundell look look the real deal and then Harry Brook gets uh, gets Williamson a crazy village run out and 10 minutes later the innings is over I know I know and that's um, how cricket can go and that's why um, yeah everyone loves it so um yeah, just uh, rest up tonight and then I uh, can't wait for tomorrow. I think it's going to be very exciting. I mean, it sets it up just beautifully tomorrow, doesn't it, for what hopefully should be a fascinating day of Test Match cricket? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, what we've done in the last 12 months, these are the kind of situations that we love to be a part of and, um, and try and put on a show for everyone watching. So um, that's what we'll try and do tomorrow. Well played, Jack. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Brilliant stuff, Sam Ellard with Jack Leach. Um, I mean, the it was hilarious in the in the commentary box, wasn't it? Because Bowler himself wasn't totally sure, but 
uh, it was Joe Root who was fielding close to the wicket, and uh, Williamson just tried to just tried to glance the ball fine. It was angling down the leg side, and folks kind of half went up. Um, but it was Root, it was Root who really, really believed that uh, Ben Stokes should uh, review it. And Stokes left it to the last second. He was not sure. And then in the end, because they had a couple in the bag, went upstairs and just give us an idea of what it was like up here in the commentary box as we were going through. Because we, we were caught as well. We weren't 100% sure. But it was Root's reaction that we saw that made us think, hang on a second, let's have a look at this. Absolutely. I'm just trying to sort of point the TV that's behind you, John, because it was on there. It's just been on there a second ago. Ball. You know, just angling down leg side, and Ben Fox takes a good catch, little scratch on it. But the reaction of Joe Root runs around, and he is animated. This he's hit it, he's hit it, and Ben Fo- Ben Stokes has basically, you know, looking at Joe Root, you know, quizzically going, "Really? Do you think he's hit it, or you're just hoping he's hit it?" And then I think in the end, Ben Fo- Ben Stokes, who has waited right to the last minute to make the signal for the DRS umpire, it was as if to make the signal as, well, do you know what? I've tried, we've tried everything else to throw at New Zealand to get a wicket. We've got a few reviews. It's Ken Williamson. Why not? Let's have a go. I don't think for one minute Ben, ben Stokes thought that was going to be a positive outcome. But at the end of the day, it is. It changed the course of the game. Um, and along with, I think, the, the Bracewell incident and the, the poor shot from Tim Southey, and that went down, that's gone that largely down to White England, only chasing 2.58. Well, that's it. And let's, let's not forget, uh, before that moment of hilarity, Williamson was playing as Will, only Williamson can. Maybe Joe Root, but Joe, even Joe Root has a, a flamboyance about him <clears throat> that Williamson can display. But not in this setting. Not in, not in this setting when essentially it was about grinding down the England bowlers. You know, it was about getting more overs out of those tired legs. It was about playing straight, taking the singles, taking the unfilled, some beautiful cover drives and some good pull shots when England dragged, it, dragged their lengths back. I mean, he played beautifully well, but it was about... Williamson, at no point did he change his tempo about his innings. It was all about Williamson. It was... At no point was he ruffled. At no point did you ever think that he was out of his own head. And it, need, it was always going to be some kind of... It was almost written that it was going to... If he was to get out, it was going to get out in some odd way, in the way that he did. Nobody, nobody picked it, but he batted beautifully well and alongside Blundell, really were frustrating England. And as you said, and actually, I think that's the most frustrating I've seen, Stokes. Uh, there's been numerous occasions on this, in this test where fielders have slipped over. And Stokes has positioned at cover. And on a couple of occasions, a ball... That on a normal uh, pitch, which was holding firm underfoot, Stokes would have cut the ball off and it wouldn't have gone to the boundary or he would have saved a single. And it repeatedly kept happening to Stokes that he would slip over, the ball go past him. That's the most frustrating I think I've seen him since the baseball uh, era has started. Um, and that's what New Zealand were doing. They were, they were getting overs in the legs and they were frustrating England. Yeah, they were challenged. You know, this is test cricket and ben, hasn't, ben Stokes hasn't been challenged I wouldn't say he hasn't been challenged too much because that's not right. You know, test cricket is always, always challenged. But he, he's always looking to think outside the box. Uh, and I think he had been outside the box on more than one occasion in, in this innings. And I think 
largely down to the brilliance of of Kian, um, Kian Williamson. And I think what you saw, John, and that frustration of Ben when he slipped over, was yes, it's been tough. Yes, I've tried everything. Yes, you know, we've come up against somebody who has been so disciplined. But also, do you know what I think got has gotten him frustrated? His ability, he's not being able to bowl. I think that is what's given, is having some frustration of Ben because I think, I think if he's honest, I'll ask him tomorrow morning, if he's honest, whenever he feels helpless, he turns to himself. It's like, right, if you that, can't do it, Freddy. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit like that. If you can't do it, I'll do it. And he'll bowl a 10-over spell, bring himself into the game, a bit like he did at Mount Monganui. He got Conway out and then away you go again. I think his knees that that sore and that bad that yet today the frustration was born out of well he can't do it all himself he can't it's it's something he can't control and I think that's what that's been the first time I think in his captaincy he is he has been a little not not out of control as everything's going awry around him but I think out of control because he couldn't bring himself on to bowl to change what was going on Daniel McCarty um, I mean, where do you begin? The frustration of that Bracewell dismissal, which we haven't really spoken about yet. We're running back for the third um, with Blundell at the other end, seemingly on course for another century against England. Didn't ground, ground his bat. He was uh, way past the stumps when folks knocked them down. Throw from the boundary from Stokes. And then Root again. Absolutely adamant that he was out, and then we went to review. There it was. Is that what you concentrate on when you when you go to bed tonight? Was it that or the Saudi hoik that led to his dismissal, or do you sit back and go, do you know what? I would have absolutely taken this two days ago, and we've seen a, a, an innings of note from Mitchell that really added a bit of impetus when it was needed. We've seen another century from your main man Williamson, and Blundell's form has continued. The best wicketkeeper batsman in world cricket over the last 12 months, bar none. Or does it all depend on what happens tomorrow? I will look at it in totality, and I I, I might try to frame uh, my answer around maybe a mindset of Brendan McCullum might say inside his rightful changing room, the New Zealand changing room after a day like that. Guys, what an excellent day of test cricket by us to get ourselves back into this. He's a master at saying positive, looking at the positives. Uh, 24 hours ago, I sat here next to Harmi uh, speaking with uh, Neil Manthorpe saying, I would be very happy if New Zealand can get a lead of 250. Um, I'm not sure they're good enough to get that far. They've got that far, okay, beyond it by 258. So I hope New Zealand are a little bit more uh, upbeat and positive than what my truthful answer to that question you've just given me, John. We don't look at things in totality. Um, cr- cricket is a game of moments, of periods, or, of intervals, of sessions, and New Zealand were coasting along. They'd added 253 runs, Harmi, for the loss of two. It wasn't a tiring English attack. It was tired. It was gassed. The seamers were gone, Harmi. I know the new ball was 10 overs away, but I think your great line earlier in the day of they'll be happier to bowl with the new ball rather than be happy to bowl. Take your hat off to Jack Leach. I think Jack Leach has just been monumental in this Test match. 61 overs, 
Yes, he's picked up five wickets, and I know he's picked up the tail in this innings. Look at the batsman he got out in, te- in the first innings too. Eight for the match. But controlling that run rate of two and a half runs and over for 61 overs, Harvey, he was able to get a tired, a flatter gassed um, seam attack through. If, if New Zealand were able to knock him off the length, uh, to, to knock him out of the attack, which I'm sure they've discussed, they weren't able to. They were not able to. So brilliant effort by Leach. I really wanted to highlight him, and I know I'm here to, uh, to look at it from a New Zealand perspective. But when you are cruising along, adding 253 runs for the loss of two, uh, you have a lead of 229 for the loss of five. On a good surface, I tried to give you the history lesson yesterday, John. Third innings at the Basin Reserve can be the best time to bat. New Zealand had England there for the taking. They've given it away. Yes, I can have a chuckle at Williamson getting out to Harry Brook. It happens in this strange old game, this wonderful game. But but after that, I can't. I, Michael Bracewell, I feel from him, he's, he's one of the loveliest men going around the circuit. But it is unforgivable, not just sliding the bat. Under 10s, Harmy pointed out, it's the running between the... It's the, it's the lack of energy between the wickets too. He should have been at the crease not to slide his bat number of seconds before that. What do they say? You, you run hard. Um, and that's just opened up the tail. I, I can kind of forgive Tim Southey. He made 73 in the first innings playing that way. It didn't come off in the second. And, uh, you know, New Zealand's melted away, unfortunately. And um, I don't know how... This might sound a bit dramatic. I, if I was in that tail, I'd struggle to look at Williamson and Blundell in the eye. Um, I, after all their hard toil and fight for it to, to sink away after 25... 25 25 minutes, I think it was. 25 minutes, four for five. Yeah, um, my true feelings, you know, I'm quite downcast how it's ended. But I hope they're a bit more positive and actually looking at it in totality. Because they have have theoretically got back into a winning position two days ago, Harmy. You you and I were talking about having the day off. Tomorrow is a new day. And everybody will reset overnight. And then we'll come back on day five. And the forecast is for possibly a little bit of rain in the air. It's going to be a bit murky. And England are still 210 runs away. You've got rid of Crawley. You've got a fresh attack that maybe have a point to prove to Williamson and Blundell. And if your catching is like what it was on day one, and Southie has one of those spells. I mean, in some ways, at least you've given yourself enough time to bowl this England side out. Yeah, for sure, and that goes back to my original point of I hope they're maintaining a positive attitude and looking at it like that because uh, in a lot of ways, I think it's been the, to- the top two inches in this New Zealand side that's been lacking at times, especially the batting throughout. And I hope they, they go with great energy, a smile on their face, try to enjoy it and see it as a wonderful opportunity to knock over a very good team. It's the mental well they've got to go to tomorrow because I think they've had to come back for it so many times in this series after the last 45 minutes of this game, this innings today, that's the, that's the problem. That's the issue they're going to have tomorrow, going back to the mental well. Yeah, true. Well, after eight days of action, we will get a ninth tomorrow here at the Basin Reserve. Uh, this uh, beautiful, picturesque, famous old ground that we have enjoyed commentating from so much over the last four days. England have been set 210 runs to win. 48 for one at Stumps uh, on day four. Duckett and not the Nighthawk at the crease, but Ollie Robinson. Two and a half hour session before lunch. We go on air on Talk Sport 2 at 9pm. First ball at 9.30. And I'm not going to make any predictions about the game, nor the weather. But 
I'm hopeful we get we will get a result at some point on day five. Thanks for listening to us here on Talksport Two throughout uh, today and the uh, previous three days as well. Uh, we will be back ahead of day five with all four results kind of possible here on Talksport Two. Is there five better words in cricket than all four results still possible? I'm not sure there is. It's day four here at the Basin Reserve. Here's uh, Anderson once again. He pitches it up, it doesn't swing, it hits the middle of Williamson's bat, he turns it away through wide mid on. A wonderful ovation because Kane Williamson becomes the leading all-time run scorer for New Zealand in Test Match cricket. It's full of the storm, itching, taken at third slip on the third juggle. England have the breakthrough. Nichols has nipped one. Anderson in, and that's driven straight back over his head in the air for a one-bounce four down the ground. Glorious batting from Daryl Mitchell. Here's a, a lofted straight drive by Daryl Mitchell to go past 50 with a shot of true class. Broad, this has been a key and intriguing battle as uh, Williamson rocks back and finds the boundary square of the wicket on the leg side. A serene knock from New Zealand's all-time leading test run scorer. Exactly what New Zealand needed. Folks standing up to the wicket as broad as in. Mitchell goes aerial. Where is it? Root standing under it. He's got the catch. And that could be the moment. With New Zealand on 325 for five. That's a lead of uh, 99. Here's Robinson again. And Blundell picks up another boundary. Looked pretty good. Sounded pretty good. Pitches one up and uh, there's no protection at long off. Just a solitary fielder. He's a little bit wider, but uh, that's a beautiful shot from Williamson. Blundell's on 48 knots out. He gets an outside edge that will roll in control down towards third man, down to a boundary for four. Another half century. Tom Blundell has been simply superb over the last year or so. Williamson waits on 99. He back cuts to the fence for four. Broad drop short. Williamson doesn't miss out. A 26 test match hundred. No one, no one compares to Williamson. Amazing character, amazing man because of the calmness that he shows. And T is taken with New Zealand on 423 for five. Fuller from uh, Robinson driven nicely. Three fielders uh, in the covers and that's beaten all of them. Chase to the boundary. I think the ball has won. Yeah, the ball has won, and that shot has won. That shot of the deer, that's a beauty. League side stumping appeal, and also caught behind appeal. England, they look quite interested. Looks like the oh. smallest oh. of spikes. Kane Williamson standing at the big screen. Cannot believe it. And Michael Bracewell has got one foot in the air straddling the crease he is, without he is, his bat on the ground. He is halfway over the crease line. Halfway over the crease that line. That is up amongst the most embarrassing That's ways under to be dismissed in any form of cricket at any age level in any situation. That is out. That is truly astonishing. Imagine he's sitting in the darkest corner of the changing room wondering, have I just let England back into this test match? A fifth wicket for Jack Leach, five for 157 for him, and England need 258 runs. Gosh, he sees that curve magnificently early, and he's pulled it for six over deep mid-wicket. What a shot from Ben Duckett. Here's Southie again. Bowled him! Kept a bit low. Crawley cracked at the crease. It's shot through. England chasing 
258 once more finally have the opportunity to head towards victory. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today.